This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the Morning Rush Hour World Tag Team Champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH World Tag Titles from these men. It's Taz, it's the Moose, illustrious champions, right here every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day, Moose and Taz be paving the way. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth, hey. It is Taz and the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio as we come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Good hour number one. We got two hours left to play with. Mike, Pete across the way, Bogish in with me for the vacationing task. Got your updates as well. Uh, coming up in the third and final hour, we're going to talk to uh, former Giant linebacker, Boston College star, uh, Mark Herzlick, talk a little NFL college football with him. And we're going to talk to uh, a little WWE as well. He's got a new book out, and that is Brian Alvarez, uh, author of 100 Things WWE Fans uh, Should Know and Do Before They Die. Uh, big weekend, SummerSlam. Make sure you're listening on Sunday night. Taz has got a big SummerSlam special, so make sure you're uh, tuned into that. Uh, across the network on CBS Sports Radio and uh, all of our great affiliates across the country and on Sirius and XM 206 as well. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, Let's get to it. Here we go, the campgrounds. Time to go camping, boys and girls. Who better to go sit around the campfire and spitball some football, eat some pork beans, brisket, and throw back some cold ones, and with Taz and the Moose. It's Taz and the Moose, just talking away. It's all you ever heard, talking smack since the day they was born. It's Taz and the Moose, just talking away. It's all you ever heard, talking smack since the day they was born. That's it. Let's run around the National Football League. Let's go to a, back to a place that we started already or chatted about already. No, we're not going to talk about Dwayne Haskins, but we'll talk a little bit about the Washington Redskins or the ineptitude of the owner, and that is in regards to left tackle Trent Williams, who, uh, Andrew, there's going to come a point in time here where the rubber is going to meet the road, and Trent Williams, I believe, will be on another NFL team. Um, I think he's done playing for the Washington Redskins. I think it tells you a lot about the franchise. Uh, you know, it all it all stems, as we know, from a growth, I guess, on the on his head that was misdiagnosed, or that he did not like the way that it was handled by the medical staff uh, for the Washington Redskins. Um, so it's a disaster right now. 
He's a, a great left tackle. He's a great player. He's been fantastic. He'll he'll uh, play very very well for another franchise. And if I'm looking for a premier left tackle, as a lot of organizations are in the National Football League, keep an eye on this situation because. I don't think there's all of a sudden going to be something that changes down in Washington where Trent Williams wakes up on a Thursday morning and is like, you know what, let's go play again. Uh, it just seems like he is steadfast that he's never going to suit up for Washington again. Yeah, you know, I, this is a question that maybe I, we could ask Mark Herzlick when he joins us uh, next hour. This almost seems like an unforgivable sin from a team. Like A, a player might understand if a team like did him dirty contract-wise, it's business, you know, they're, this is how they do it, they're heartless, they want that last dollar, like, that almost seems more understandable, but when a team isn't taking care of you, either on purpose or by ignorance or, you know, um, what's the word, like, malpractice, I mean, I don't know how you go back there, I, I get I get Trent Williams' strong stance yeah, here, don't blame him. this is not just like, oh, I want X amount of dollars, you only want to give me Y. If I don't think that you're gonna that you know how to take care of me yeah. physically, why would I want to put my body on the line for you? When and why if you're another player would you want to join that franchise? And how concerned must you be as a player if you are playing for that franchise now? Um, and if you're not gonna handle Trent Williams with kick gloves and make sure that one of the probably arguably the best player on your entire team is taken care of properly. Yeah. What does that say for the you know 52nd and 53rd guy on the roster? So that's a disaster of a situation. As Andrew mentioned, this is not a contract. It's not a holdout. He's not using looking to use leverage to try and make more money. It has nothing to do with that. It's a strange scenario, probably unlike we've ever seen before. But it's one that the Washington Redskins, I think, are going to have to come to the realization, as will Bruce Allen, that... Uh, that they're going to have to trade him uh, because he's never going to play for them again. Um, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. So uh, that situation continues to get uglier and uglier uh, down in Washington. Let's head out to uh, Cleveland, shall we? Because there was only a matter of time, uh, Andrew, until Duke Johnson was traded by the Cleveland Browns. We know that Baker Mayfield caught a little bit of flack about touching on the situation and being critical of Duke. Uh, and, you know, he sees the writing on the wall. Uh, you know, he, he saw the way that Nick Chubb runs the, ran the football last year. They brought Kareem Hunt in after he was let go uh, by the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he knows that there's really no future for him in Cleveland, and Duke Johnson ends up with the Houston Texans getting traded for a conditional 2020 draft choice. Uh, and I think that's a good acquisition by the Houston Texans. Uh, me too. It's a, it's a move that... I don't. I, our buddy, um, well, our colleague Adam Shine. I don't want to speak for your relationship with Adam, but I, no, I, I saw a, him. I think on his CBS Sports Network TV I went to show. School with Adam. He's oh, that's a buddy. right. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. Uh, yeah, if not his no his radio show, that this is a playoff caliber caliber move. Uh, I I like Duke Johnson. I get the versatility of Duke Johnson. They didn't pay a hefty price for Duke Johnson, um, although I think they could have done this a little tiny bit better. I mean, in trading for a moose, you guarantee you get him. You don't run the risk, but they were probably going to cut Duke Johnson at some point, the Cleveland Browns, and the Texans got rid of Deontay Foreman a couple of days ago, which showed their hand that they needed somebody, so they weren't necessarily coming from the best position, but they got their guy in the end. And if Duke Johnson contributes, and uh, Kiki Kuti got hurt last night, maybe it's bad, maybe it's not, but if he's out an extended period of time that just raises Duke Johnson's value and if he contributes and produces then 
a third slash fourth round pick ends up not being, you know, the the heftiest of price tags. So yeah, it's a good move by the Texans. I like the move. I think it certainly helps. I mean, I like the move, and I I also can't run the risk of him uh, getting let go by the Browns. I mean, not getting right exactly. That's, so if you have to overpay other... a little bit to make sure you get him, I I can swallow that. Yeah, especially for an organization that's trying to win. I mean, that's it. I mean, and and they've got an opportunity to be able to do that, especially with some of their defensive players and Watkin, another year older and. We know everything surrounding Jadavian Clowney down there in Houston. I, I like the I like the acquisition by the Texans. I agree with you. I mean, you can get greedy and wait and, and see exactly how it plays out in Cleveland, and then and hope that you get Duke Johnson. What this does is it solidifies him, and he's on your team, and you're a better football team for it. And right. that's where you're, you're you're there to add better, qual- more quality football players. I'll tell you. Odds are, you know, Duke Johnson's going to be better for your organization than when that third or fourth round draft choice is going to be. He's a really talented running back. Right. I mean, is he is he a difference maker? All of a sudden, are they now, like, in the AFC title game? No. But they're better today than they were yesterday. And if he plays to his full potential and finds chemistry with Deshaun Watson uh, and does some things and that's, as that second running back, then you're right. I mean, a third-round pick, at which I, I think it's 10 games. If he plays, if he's yep. active for 10 games, the fourth becomes a third. So even if you're giving up the third because but you got great production, I think you're okay with that trade. No question about it. Down to Dallas we go next. And uh, their new defensive end, Robert Quinn, uh, the former Ram and former Miami Dolphin, who uh, you know, sh- suffered a fractured hand, fractured hand earlier in the week. Uh, he just got nailed by the National Football League for a two-game PED suspension. So not only is he banged up, not only is he hurt, Uh, dealing with that fractured or broken hand, but now also he's going to miss the first two games of the NFL regular season dealing with the PD suspension. And, you know, it's it's always... It seems like the throwaway explanation that Tim Beckham from Baseball Seattle used it. I took something that I didn't know had something banned in it. Um, Robert Quinn's at least fighting the good fight. His agent issued a multiple-paragraph statement yesterday explaining how this is all nonsense. They apparently have documentation that a pharmacist was filling a prescription for a banned substance, which is by, you know, NFL drug code, a masking agent, that he was he or she was filling that prescription before filling Robert Quinn's subscri- uh, prescription for his anti-seizure medication. And that's why this tiny amount of this substance was found in Robert Quinn's urine. And the agent says the NFL in the back and forth admitted that they, that they don't think that Quinn was intentionally doping. But the suspension still exists at two games. Uh, I know guys are always responsible for what goes in their body, but you can't be responsible for that. If I take if that if this is a hundred percent true, then Robert uh, Quinn shouldn't be suspended for two minutes, let alone two games. I don't know how you prove that that you know the tainted little that little sorting table that pharmacists have. I don't know how you go about I gotta be, showing all of that stuff. But I mean, I mean, you gotta I, be kidding me with that. <laughs> I mean, what, they crush the pills and make it a powder? He, so the, the, their description was the amount of this substance, which I, it is like probenicid or something like that, was no, like I, I one grain expert. of rice in a huge bag of rice. No, I, I get it, but if you've ever been to a pharmacy, local or CVS or Walgreens, whatever it might be, I mean, you mean to tell me... a little me, powder off the pill, and then this, this little scraper well, touches one pill and then oh, touches the on, next one? Come on and, now. Hey, come on now. You you're too, be you're too cynical, Moose. What do you mean? I'm too. How am I too? Well, or I'm too naive to believe that nonsense. You're too cynical. So that means that there's a possibility. I go to CVS and pick up medication, 
than you know for uh, for a cold, right? Yeah, yeah. There's the possibility that the previous medication, say heart medication, mm-hmm. uh, that I could get some of that prescription in my new medication based on the sorting table that, that or the 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 sorting tray that the pharmacist used. I mean, that's nonsense. Well, I mean, it's a little bit, it's a little tiny bit. It wouldn't affect you at all, so you would never know. But and you're not getting drug tested, that's, thankfully. That's re- but it's in regularly. pill form. Yeah, but I mean, you pick up like a, a Tylenol pill that's not in one of those plastic capsules or an aspirin. And that's it. And that Come leaves a little now. film on that, your finger, that, a little that, dust. Oh, stop. A little Andrew, transfer. Stop. Give me a break. I mean, go on. Stop it now. You gotta see what are the, you, you working gotta, for Robert Quinn? You got to see the good in people here, Moose. I'm not telling you. you gotta I'm not see looking at Robert Quinn differently. But I, I, it certainly I also, sounds like you're calling him a drug cheat. No, I did not. <laughs> I did not. And Am I, I putting words you in your mouth? I think PED use is more rampant, obviously, in the National Football League. Else, but these excuses that these guys come up with when they get nabbed for for drug use is is complete and utter nonsense. Now I'm blaming the pharmacist. Well, I'm gonna what I'm gonna do because here. how does it? Well, let me ask you this: yeah, yeah. How does the agent know the drug that the pharmacist was using at that? You ever go to CVS Pharmacy? Yeah, and it, it is. I mean, you have meds upon meds upon meds. They're exactly gonna know. Which prescription they filled before they filled Robert Quinn's uh, subscri- I mean, uh, prescription for anti-seizure medication? Are you a, serious? That's a valid question. It was you one... know, at CBS Pharmacy, sometimes it's a 22-year-old kid that's filling the the prescription. I uh, those are these are the exact objections I had in my head reading the story yesterday. I mean, Did you they keep be a log me. Maybe of not what 22, they, but you yeah. know what I mean. Do they keep a log of how they of what prescriptions they fill? So they I can go back it. and look. Oh, right before that, yep, no, we we definitely did have meth on the table, and then we put on your anti seizure wow, medication, meth, right? Um, so I. Uh, Right. I, what I appreciate is the length of the possible We're excuse here. Tylenol. Like, you know, Tim Beckham just goes, well, I took something from my buddy who said it was fine and it wasn't. Like, all right, that's that's like the real throwaway one. At least this one, they're going all out, writing a long paragraph. I've got documentation. At least they're making the effort to try and trick me. That's nonsense. It really is. Let's head out to uh, let's head out to San Francisco and Nick Bosa, uh, the second overall pick in uh, in April's NFL draft. He's out for the preseason with an ankle sprain. Now John Lynch came out and said it's not a high ankle sprain, but does have similar conditions to a high ankle sprain. This is a which, new one. Which <laughs> I mean. I guess it's a high ankle sprain, but it's not a high ankle sprain. It's kind of like a high ankle sprain. Listen, here's what you need to know is that Bosa coming off what was the abdominal issue that ended his Ohio State career. And then when he was healthy enough to come back, he said, I'm good with college football. I'm going to the National Football League, which is fine. And he got thanked by Urban Meyer and, and everyone at Ohio State for what the Bosa family did for Buckeye football, and I hold no transgressions against him for that, or no issue with that whatsoever. This one, now you look at it, is a guy that was banged up at times collegiately. Now, he's going to be missing the rest of, and be playing in no preseason games, dealing with this high ankle sprain, or kind of high ankle sprain. That's not good news if you're a 49er fan. John Lynch hurt heads with this. Yes. This this breakdown. I think it was on KMBR in San Francisco yesterday. Because the initial reports and tweets were like, he's got a high ankle sprain. This is because he said he began this lynch day by saying it's worse than we thought. 
but the specific quote was it has the components of oh, a high ankle sprain. Which I mean, that that's a new one. It is or it isn't, right? I mean, I'm, I, clearly I'm no well, doctor. If I have the components of a high ankle sprain, then I have a high ankle sprain, right? I mean, based on the Robert Quinn you have a component naivete, of a broken leg, right? It's everything, but actually a broken leg. How is it not a high ankle sprain? If it has the components of it, do you, how many components of a high ankle sprain are there? Yeah, it's a sprain. It's high. Done. Yeah, that explanation. I agree with you. It gave you an absolute headache. You needed to head to the same pharmacy that Robert Quinn headed to, and then <laughs> just uh, lick the table. Well, right, exactly. Right. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> That's a new game. Right. It could cure all your ills. Oh, that'd just be great. lick the sorting tray. I mean, people do a lot of ridiculous things, <laughs> whippets and whatnot. The new the new trend is no. just running into CVS, jumping over the table, and taking a lick of No, just walk this. up to the pharmacist where it has the pickup or it has the the line where you can get advice, right? Where you're looking for, you know, what prescription you should get and be like, walk up and be like, listen, can I just lick your sorting tray? <laughs> That little, like, that little wand you have excuse, to push the pills over right, the edge? Excuse me? Can you uh, sniff that real quick? Uh, Thanks, let's dude. head out to Detroit. Uh, the Lions got ran over uh, literally last night by the New England Patriots and got destroyed. Patricia, uh, coach from behind the bench to protect the broken leg during, during the game. Uh, Lions wide receiver, former Seahawk wide receiver, Jermaine Curse, never a good sign, suffers a broken leg. Never a good sign, Andrew, when the training staff comes running out. And the initial thing that they do is throw a, a towel over the leg before yeah. the air cast comes out. Uh, we know how violent the sport is. We ho- we hope for a speedy recovery, obviously, for Jermaine Curse, but not a good see- uh, not a good scene last night in preseason game number one. No, and another laughable wordplay in this. This the story that I opened up this morning to read about the injury says Jermaine Curse suffered a broken lower leg. And tweaked his ankle. I'm like, the tweaky, if you tweaked your ankle, you don't need to mention that after the possible compound fracture of the dude's leg. His his ankle tweak means absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah, it was just not it was just not a good night. The Texans too mentioned Katia, their wide receiver. They also lost their starting center. I mean, this is really in the end, the only things that matter. There's time to work on bad execution, missed assignments, the wrong throw by your young quarterback. You can't get injured. They've got a couple, you know, they've got some depth at that wide receiver spot in Detroit, but it's all young guys. It is. They liked Curse for his experience. He knows Daryl Bevel from Seattle. He's the new OC there, unfortunately replacing Jim Bob Cooter, whose name should always be in the NFL. Uh, So Curse's absence is about production, and it's also, you know, about a guy who they needed leadership-wise in that room. Miami last night, 34-27. They were victorious over the Atlanta Falcons. Josh Rosen played in the game, and I thought played pretty well. Here he is after his preseason debut for the Fish. I feel substantially better now than I did um, two weeks ago. Um, but like I said, I got a long ways to go. Um, the way Fitz in our meeting room can, can break down the defense and and um, how quickly he can make comments on, on where everyone is, where the ball should go, is pretty impressive. Yeah, so even though Brian Flores down in Miami is telling you that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is leading the group in terms of being the starter uh, for the Miami Dolphins, the future potentially resides in the right arm of Josh Rosen. He was 13 of 20 for 191 yards and one interception. And I thought for a guy that, you know, by all accounts, there were not glowing reviews during training camp early on in the way that he was practicing. I thought Josh Rosen looked pretty good last night. But he's got no chance, Moose. I don't know what capital they have to go get this done, but the Dolphins, in theory, should be maybe the first team in line for Trent Williams out of Washington because they looked terrible along the offensive line last night. 
Rosen had almost no chance. Fitz had no chance in his short time out there. I mean, they were it was jailbreaks at times. Guys coming off both edges, beating tackles. And they've already changed their O-line coach once. I mean, how bad was it with the previous dude, Pat Flaherty? Yeah, that a long-time veteran. Yeah, right. that they had to fire. I mean, maybe it's just about personnel at this point. I think it's Miami. a lot about personnel. But, I mean, it was, yeah, it, at times it was almost scary. Not as bad as that Jaguar dude getting his helmet knocked off. No, it was bad last night. But, I, I mean, come I on now. Yeah, and listen, I, I'm not telling you that Miami has all their every situation rectified and they're going to be a good football team, but... They also have to find their quarterback in the future. And I, I did think that Rosen, given all that, what you just ran through, Andrew, uh, I thought Rosen threw the ball pretty well last night. Um, I thought he threw it probably better than I, ever since probably made his debut for Arizona. I, I thought he I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, maybe he indeed could be the franchise quarterback down in Miami. Now, he's got to lead guys. He's got to also work. Uh, work ethic was something that was called into question out in Arizona. We know he's got the arm. We know he has the physical attributes to play the position. But it's everything else that's called into question for Rosen. Yeah, and then I'm with you on, you know, I, I liked him coming out of college. Um, the whispers and the rumors out of Arizona were not flattering last year. And then nope. obviously they, you know, they make the, the full-on decision to, pit, to draft over him and move on from him, which is clearly not a good look for him in any way. And then the initial reports out of Miami that this was not going well, that he's got an uptick over the last couple of weeks. I mean, the, the, the benefit for him is ceiling, right? We know what Fitzpatrick is. At times, it's really awesome. Other times, it's why he has been on 17 teams in 16 seasons, whatever it is, bouncing on the NFL, because, you know, he is what he is. The Rosen, you have to hope for the projection. And um, I still think there's a good quarterback in there. If he does his job and they do it around him, I, I think there's a way for him to be useful in Miami. Yeah, and Flores is dealing with a lot down there in Miami. It's um, amazing. You know, on and off the field. You mentioned the offensive line coach, and then you get to the Kenny Still scenario, dealing with the owner, uh, Ross, down there in Miami, uh, where he was bothered by the fact that Ross is going to throw a, I guess, a dinner or a function, fundraising function, uh, for President Donald Trump. Uh, Stills went on social media, critical of that very fact, and I do think, listen, for Flores, who wants NFL coaches don't want to deal with this. They don't want to deal with politics. They don't want they want to deal with they're supremely focused on the job that they they have. That is developing guys, winning football games. That's their ultimate goal. Uh, they're singularly focused, as we talked about yesterday with Adam Gaze with the Jets. Right? I thought Flores gave you a good response to what Stills did and basically said, listen. Um, you know, you should have probably talk, went and talked to Ross first before yeah. going out there and hopping on social media, which I think is a fair point. Yeah, I, I right. I think uh, not. I don't making, think he's going to change anything. No, but I, I do think it's a fair point. You are playing for the man, right? You know, he does own the team. I, I think before you hop on social media and are, are critical of it, I'm not telling you it's right or wrong. We're not getting political here, right? But my point being is that you should probably be able to have a conversation or asked to have a conversation with the owner. Yeah, making no judgment of Kenny Stills' feelings because if you believe what Kenny Stills believes about about the president, I mean, his, his point is borders on valid. So, I mean, but, yeah. not to, but not to go down that road, the way you go about voicing your honest and maybe legitimate... Displeasure. Uh, with your owner, with your boss, I should say, um, not necessarily the way to do it. So, yeah, maybe have a... Because I'm sure Stephen Rawls would answer the phone... If Kenny Stills try to talk to him or go meet him, go see him, whatever it is, and be like, 
I don't understand this. Like, help me get through this. Just a quote tweet is not necessarily the way you should probably have addressed the well, situation. Well, right, especially when you're working for somebody. I right. mean, that's it. I mean, you know, uh, and and I'm not telling you guys can't have their own opinions or got to stay in their lane. No, I mean, we live in a different world, and I have no issue with, uh, you know, people being critical. And, you know, it's not a matter of where you fall politically, what he had to say. I, I think there's probably a lot of validity to it. But put all that aside here, Andrew, is is that if you've got an issue, the best way to do it is not, you know, going around it, is right. attacking the issue head on. Yes. If I've got an issue with you, you know, I'm not all of a sudden going to start tweeting you. I'd, I'd go have a conversation with you. If I've got an issue with Mike or if I've got an issue with Pete, you know, I, I'm I'm going to address the issue at hand with my, you know, if, if my boss has got an issue with me, he hasn't. I'd, I'd hope that he, you know, not send an email, give me a call, or I have to call him. <laughs> right. That that's that's what it is, and and that's what it should be, and that's what Kenny still should have done. Well, and then, and the problem is, Moose, and again, I, you know, for 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 pure clarity, like I. I probably agree with Kenny Stills, yeah. at least in the you know in the disconnect between the two things. And Stephen Ross's explanation of why this fundraiser is happening has its own issues to be raised. But then if you keep going down the and this is a you know a real disagreement, not not a minor one. Like this is a high level, deep disagreement from Kenny Stills' part. Then like the question is, well, how do you still work for Stephen Ross? You know what I mean? Like if Kenny Stills is that angry and he, and maybe he should be, maybe he shouldn't be, but then maybe you just do. Do you say like I can't be here anymore? Like it's a. This is a heavy, heavy conversation that probably would have been best served, like we said, happening from man, between man to man, not for me and you to see. Well, right. It should not be open for a public dialogue. Yeah. Initially. Right. And and, 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 if mean, and it, feels... it could reach a point where Andrew, where Stills goes in and has a meeting conversation with Stephen Ross, and they might come to the conclusion that Kenny Stills no longer wants to play for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And then it leads to him getting traded or cut, whatever it might be, or released. And then you say, well, how did this happen? And everyone has a right to believe what they want to believe. And if Kenny Stills feels like he doesn't want to represent the Dolphins or represent Ross, in essence, anymore, so be it. He'll have another job in the NFL. Kenny Stills is a good player. Right. Good player. Just can't go to Soul Cycle either now, right? Well, I'll tell you this, Flores. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly right. Flores is dealing with a lot down there in Miami. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that he is, and you know, he was protected up there in New England. As are a lot of the assistants because it's Belichick and it's everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just him, but I mean, he steps into a scenario where everything and their mother is getting thrown at him, and things you could never plan for either. No, you're right. You're right. But he'll be better for it off in the long term. There you have it. The campgrounds. On this Friday morning, it's Taz and the Moose. Bogus in for the vacationing Taz on this Friday morning. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Ah, it's a Friday. Bogus, are you set for your vacation next week? Uh, yes or no? I've been here, yeah. You're the one I thought disappeared a second ago. No, no. What do you mean? <laughs> I thought you already started your vacation. No, no, no. Not yet. Had Music plays. I'm by myself. I get nervous. What do I do? What do no. I say? No, but I mean, have you taken care of your to-do list? No, not even. No, there's too much stuff to do that I like, can't get done. When do you take it off? Tomorrow? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Off so out the door. when you were out of here, how many things are on the honey to-do list that you need to take care of to well, get you set ready? Number one is I have to go get my car. My car got uh, very lightly rear-ended about 10 days ago at a entrance ramp to the Long Island Expressway. Somebody tweeting? Um, she said her foot slipped mm. off the brake. It was one. It's one of those um, entrance ramps where it's like um, there's a there's a traffic light. So when it you know it, there's a little red and green, and it I got to, you. When you can go, it when tries you to can. pace the people getting on the highway. So there, there's a line. 
Red light becomes green. Car in front mm. goes. My wife pulls Those up. Those Long Island rules. Ugh, the lady behind her doesn't stop and bumps the back of the bumper of my brand new lease, like six weeks into it. Nothing terrible. Everything's, everything is fine. No problem. But, like, it took a week for her insurance adjuster to come see my car to get the whole process going. And now my car's been in the shop this whole week, and they, you know, promising me that it'd be done, and it's supposed to be done. So I got to go get that and make sure it's done. Um, then I got to go home and pack. I got to, you know, pack the car up, get all the beach crap together, seats and tables. Did you and, go to a certified body shop for your particular car? Yeah, it's a lease. I can't mess around. So well, I mean, no, I, that's good. I got a recommendation and said, you know, you've got to put all the, you know, can't use any kind of throwaway secondary market parts. It's got to be. Well, you should. It's not your fault. It right. should be on them. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's all. Yeah, it's I, all. I want the. I want the parts that are rolled in gold. Exactly. And it's and so I, you know, I literally there's a little on the bumper. On the rubber part, never even touched the actual body of the car. You know, everything now is designed to take the impact and shake back out. So apparently, like, whatever is in the lower left bumper, like, went in from the impact and then came out a little bit. So they got to fix that. But I'm looking at the estimate, and, like, they're replacing the entire, like, bat, like the, the, the cover of my trunk. They're taking that all off. I'm getting a new Volkswagen thing and a new, like, Good for and you. a whole thing of paint. It just seems like a lot. To do well, for, they noticed there was damage. And I know nothing about cars, but it just seems. Why does it bother you when when you're not paying for it? Um, not affecting your insurance. Yeah, but I'd like, be like well, fix the whole well, car because I want my I wanted my I car need back a new already. Set of brakes. I just like just fix what's broken. I don't I'm need joking. a new Tiguan logo on the back of my. No one's saying. I understand that, but I mean they're they're taking care of it. And yeah. nothing's coming out of your pocket. Not, even, not even a little. Well, bit. so there you go. You so don't worry sweet about it. So rental you just and everything. Go, so you got the rental. So you got to go pick up your car, and then what about in the grocery store down there or here? Uh, we have a couple of things before that you head down to Ocean City. Yeah, we'll bring some stuff with us to get us through tomorrow, and then Sunday morning we'll go grocery shopping. Yeah, because are you the, all packed? The Saturday no, the Saturday grocery store is insanity with everyone showing up because everybody's rental is Saturday to Saturday. So Saturday afternoon, it is a disaster. So we've learned now to get to bring some stuff so we can survive into Sunday morning. When Sounds like a hell of a work. start to the vacation. Oh, dude, it's crazy. Between the liquors, so Ocean City, New Jersey is a dry town. Mm, yes. None of the restaurants in the in the actual. You can bring your own booze. You can right. You can bring everything with you, but you can't BYOB. go to a restaurant and buy a, buy no, a beer or bring, even bring it with you. They'll open it for you, right? You no, can bring. You, you can, um. I thought the restaurants you could bring it with you. I not beer. I'm talking about a bottle of wine. Um, maybe the fancier ones, but like the ones that we go to, that it's just not. A, it's not an option. So you're, so you're gonna be tanked before you get there. Uh, well, you there's two bridges in, <laughs> one on either end, and right at the foot of each bridge is a mammoth liquor store. Nice, and Mark. that's the other disaster area on Saturday. So we're also bringing some beers down so that we have those for Saturday before I have to go to the store and restock for the rest of the week. You ever try Fisher's Island lemonade? Uh, yeah, just for the first time recently. It's fantastic. It's delicious. It is great. Fisher's Island lemonade is a spiked lemonade that was we had it. I had it for the first time this past Sunday. My wife and I we, we took a took the boys up to Mystic, Connecticut. That's right? where I had it. Yeah, and they had the aquarium. Well, I had it at uh, not Mystic. What was the? There's a town Groton. Uh, I'm not familiar. I don't. You, uh, yeah, there is nearby a there. We went to like a, a lobster place on the water, and that's so, where I had yeah, it for the so first time. So we went time. to Mystic, Connecticut. Went to the aquarium, and then went out for lunch. And everyone was—I've never heard of it before. Everyone around us was had these, you know, white and yellow striped cans of lemonade. And I was like, "What is that?" Obviously, it's a spiked lemonade. It's a dope and whatever. 
And so uh, we're like, oh, let's split one. Let's try it. And we tried it. I'm like, my God, this is delicious. Well, 9%. Yeah, I'm looking eat? at it now. Where did you eat in Mystic? Uh, a place called Red 36. Okay. It was right on the water uh, where, you know, right where the boat docks are. Okay. It was nice. It was a nice spot. They had a DJ play, and it was, it was, it was nice. We had a kind of... You know, a couple of lobster rolls. They took care of the kids. It was kid friendly. Uh, it was. It was. We had a really nice afternoon. It was a beautiful day. But I never heard of Fisher's Island lemonade before. Everyone was drinking it. We tried one. I'm like, my god, this is delicious. It's delicious. Yeah, vodka and whiskey. Yes, yes. With, yes. The, with the lemonade. It's a, it it, is. The can looks refreshing before you it even does. drink it. It's just it does. so summary. In fact, I, I might have one left in my fridge. Where do you find it? So uh, the place that we went to is called Abbott's Lobster in the Rough. Apparently, it's a very famous lobster place on the water in Groton, Connecticut. They don't sell alcohol. You've got to bring that. you got to bring it with you. So you went to a liquor store so there's, that had there's it? a little convenience store thing, like, right up the hill from where this place is down the water. And that was – I just saw it sitting there in, the, in their – in their cool, I'm like, I need that. Oh, that's nice. Because I like all that nonsense. Like, I like cider. Yeah. Um, they make an Arnold Palmer spiked uh, yeah, iced tea Yeah, the now. spiked root beer is good. Yeah. So, like, I'm in for all those, what people probably think are, like, you know, fruity drinks and fancy drinks and, like, lame drinks. No, I always start my so night when in, I head out to with a nice apple martini. If it's got an umbrella in it and it's got, like, fruit on the, on the you know, on the rim, I'm all in. Nice. All in. There you go. Yes. You're my kind of I man. drink like a man. They're very Can nice. Can we get a Bay Breeze? Um, we'll get Make it uh, a double. <laughs> we'll get Umbrella. to the uh, the three <laughs> uh, coming your way next. But uh, Bogus has got another update. What's Make going a good on, buddy? Shirley Temple. Uh, here's your report. It's sponsored by the National Association of Realtors. Realtors do more than buy and sell homes. They stand up for your right to own one, too. That's what realtors do. It's one of the few QB battles this summer. Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Josh Rosen in Miami. Their fight on the field for the first time last night. Fitz just 2 for 5, 20 yards. Then Rosen went 13 for 20, 191 and a pick. He did produce three field goals. Head coach Brian Flores breaks down the competition. Josh's turnover, we didn't like that, but I thought thought he made some good throws. Um, I thought Fitz was off target on a few throws as well. I thought the protection for both guys was could have been a lot better. The Dolphins did beat the Falcons 34-27. Matt Ryan sat out for Atlanta partially because of field conditions, pregame rain, a soccer game the night before. Kyler Murray went 6-for-7, 44 yards in one series in his Cardinals debut. He then watched his team beat the Chargers 17-13. Giants rookie QB Daniel Jones completed all five of his passes, including a touchdown and a 31-22 decision over the Jets. Jones might have played more, but an hour-long weather delay in the first half cut short his night. Former Bronco QB Paxton Lynch threw for one score, ran for another as the Seahawks beat the Broncos 22-14. And the Patriots, as we mentioned a moment ago, won in Detroit 31-3. Undrafted rookie wideout Jacoby Myers caught two TD passes, which made me think of this. Jacoby and Myers, winning serious injury lawsuits since 1972. You, you, uh, you got to know that, right? That's one I, of the Jacoby all-time... Jacoby and Myers great. Yeah, personal injury lawyers. No doubt. They're, they're, they used to have billboards all over the place. All over. You get yeah, no divorced, doubt. you get hit by an ambulance, they're your guys. Uh, they used to be... You used to watch daytime soap operas, a little uh, Days right. of Our Lives growing up. Jacoby and Myers was always in that first commercial break. When I was looking for that you know, I, I thought I feel like there's a Jacoby and Myers jingle, but I couldn't find it on YouTube this morning. I just found a bunch of their commercials, and one of them is like, "We've handled you know divorces for forty years, including some of our own." Well, yeah, that's exactly right. You know who's the new Jacoby and Myers? Uh, Stellino and Barnes. Yes, Stellino and Barnes, the injury attorneys. 
I'm not going to fire out the name. But, yes, Stellino and Barnes is the the new Jacoby and Myers. Jacoby and Myers, though, still does exist. But you're right. They've been jumped by They've been Stalino jumped by, well, Stellino and Barnes has got the jingle. That's right. That's I mean, they they, they just, it's right there, man. It, you can Once you name Stellino and Barnes, that jingle is right at the front of your brain. You're ready to fire it out. Uh, there are two more preseason. Injury attorney. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> 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 uh, there are two more games on tonight's schedule. Bucks, Steelers, 7.30 Eastern, the Vikings, and the Saints at 8. The Philadelphia Phillies took a 5 nothing loss in San Francisco last night, falling out of their tie with the Idle Brewers for the second NL wildcard. Manager Gabe Kapler trying to be positive. These guys know how good they are, and we know that their true talent is going to rise to the top. If you say so. The Phils, the Cardinals, the Mets, all a half game behind Milwaukee this morning. The Cubs won in Cincinnati 12-5. The Marlins down the Braves 9-2. Cleveland, a 7-5 win in Minnesota. Now trails those twins by just a game in the AL Central. And the Yankees were 12-6 winners in Toronto. That's nine in a row for the Bombers. And the New York Times says Russell Westbrook changed the payout schedule in his contract to facilitate his trade from OKC to Houston. Exact details are unclear, but at least Westbrook's paychecks are less front-loaded now. Those... Well, there you go. And and I thought Westbrook handled his initial pressers. We discussed at the time, Andrew, uh, very, very well when getting introduced as a Houston Rocket. Talked about winning, willing to take uh, a little bit of a backseat at times in order to win down in Houston. Listen, the Rockets weren't winning with that group with no. Chris Paul. Uh, and you could question whether or not they're going to win with Westbrook and Harden, and I get that. But they needed to do something different and take a little bit of a different path. And guys, I've got a history together dating back to Oklahoma City. Now you pair the two superstars up down in Houston. I understand the limitations of Westbrook's game and D'Antoni's offense not being able to shoot threes. But I'm all for change because they needed to do something different. And I think Daryl Morey, give him credit as a general manager. He realized it as well and found a way to get a deal done. And and I'm with you. It, It certainly sounds like Westbrook... Um, knows what has to happen now. Like he yes. seems game Agreed. for what needs to go down. Um, I, I heard Bill Ryder yesterday, um, later on in the day here on CBS Sports Network or CBS Sports Radio, criticizing Carmelo Anthony for being so set in his ways. You know, not adapting, not taking a lesser role. So much so that Team USA was like, "Now we're good, Melo. Don't worry about it." Um, but that's and you know, Westbrook has obviously much more basketball left in him than Melo does. But the concern was, can Russell adapt? Can Russell take a step back? And obviously, he's got to do it still. But at least right now, he's saying all the right things. He is. He certainly is. The three comes your way next. It's Taz and Moose. Andrew's sitting in for the vacationing Taz. Mark Malusis with you. You know where you're at. Sirius and XM 206. All of our great affiliates across the CBS Sports Radio Network. We thank you one and all. A good Friday. If you're just getting up, we'll keep you going right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. Right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Smile, Bilotti. Responsibilities are done for this hour. Let's get to it. Here we go. The three. It is now time for The Three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number 
one NFL preseason rookie QB debuts. Yeah, you run around the National Football League. Haskins, eh, not so not so great with the Washington Redskins. Throws a couple interceptions, including one that goes back to the house. Daniel Jones was terrific for the Giants. Five of five, 67 yards and a touchdown on his lone uh, on, on his lone singular drive that he held, had the football behind center last night for the Giants and Kyler Murray last night. Uh, for the Arizona Cardinals, what, 6 of 7, 44 yards in his uh, lone drive as well. Um, so I, I think uh, for the most part, uh, you know, two out of three ain't bad. I think Haskins looked more like you would expect a rookie uh, would look in preseason game number one. I thought Jones looked the best. I think Kyler Murray was uh, uh, you know, uh, a clear second last night behind Jones. I mean, if you're going to do a bench-cut start, you'd, yeah. you'd bench Kyler Murray, you'd cut... Dwayne Haskins, and you'd start Daniel yeah, Jones, man, and maybe you can put him in the Hall of Fame. You do listen to the show. Look at you. How about that? Yes, I would agree with that. So, I mean, I, you know, and I think everyone's, I think in, if you live in the tri-state area here in the Northeast, you're going to hear a lot about Daniel Jones here for the next four or five days until he plays in his next preseason game. Um, and uh, the Giants were proud as peacocks last night, which bothered Bogish, didn't bother me. Very, very defensive of the signal call. I'll tell you this, he doesn't have his respect of his teammates because when he threw that touchdown pass to, uh, to Fowler last night in the right corner of the end zone, uh, that offensive line hugged him like he was Tom Brady. I mean, they came up to him and they celebrated like he was Tom Brady. So, And it was like a playoff game. So his teammates have got his back, certainly. There were a lot of good celebrations like that last night. We, I don't think we've mentioned this yet, and I'm going to actually play the highlight for you then in your next update. That's a tease. Uh, but the Bills had Christian Wade, who is an English rugby player, trying to become a football player. His very first touch in an NFL game, NFL uniform, he runs 65 yards for a touchdown last night against the Colts. The whole sideline goes nuts. That's awesome. And then that dude... Damon, whatever Giuseppe, who like tricked the Browns into a workout and got on the, got in into training camp, eighty-one yard punt return touchdown last night, and the entire team rushed the end zone and pig piled them. Fantastic, loved it, loved it. All right, next number two, Yankees and White Sox will play at the Field of Dreams site. Yeah, at the site, so not on the actual Field of Dreams. What they're going to do is build a, a temporary 8,000-seat stadium um, uh, adjacent to it uh, through the Cornstalks. Uh, construction, I believe, is beginning today on that site. Uh, August uh, August 13th, 13th of like 2020, it's going to be the Yankees and White Sox. Andrew, I'll tell you that, hey, quickly here, baseball needs more of this. These event-style type of things... It will be the first regular season major league game played in the state of Iowa. I think that's fantastic. Uh, They're using, obviously, one of the most recognizable franchises in the sport, the Yankees. Uh, The White Sox and the Yankees will play on a Thursday night. It'll be on Fox. They'll be off Friday, continue the series in Chicago on Saturday and Sunday. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I'm with you, and I'd rather have this in any shape or form than London or any, you know, not to be whatever, um, but keep baseball here. And play do more in, of this. And then do more stuff like this. Agreed. I mean, I totally agree. I'll tell you this. They should do it on a yearly basis. Don't make it a temporary stadium. I understand. Listen, I understand it's good in cornfields, but they need to do more of these type of things. They, this is great. They should do like five straight years of this. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it's another, This to me, all drives back to the NHL's success with the Outdoor Classic. Yes. It's made all these other leagues go, oh, all right, this is smart. Let's we see what we can do. And we've got baseball at the Little League World Series, and now we've got Field of Dreams in Iowa. All right, next. Number three. 
Another crappy start for Tiger Woods. Yeah, so the FedEx Cup playoffs begin. They're over in Jersey City, New Jersey at the Northern Trust. Tiger Woods and the Pro-Am had issues with his back stiffening up. And yesterday, you know, I understand the complaints from Tiger and Kepka. I guess Dustin Johnson as well, dealing with slow play. Uh, Tiger Woods, who started early yesterday morning, teed off right around now on Thursday. Course was not open to the fans due to wind damage the night before. Course opened up at 10 a.m. Tiger didn't play particularly well, Boosh. As we get farther and farther away from the Masters that he won, Moose, yeah. it gets more and more impressive that he won the Masters. It's not about, oh, what, you know, no longer is that's a kickstart to winning more. Now can he get to Jack? He might not win another tournament, period. It makes no sense now, more and more, less and less sense, that he could win the Masters because his back is still such an unknown that day-to-day it's completely uncontrollable. And now playing four straight days and three straight weeks, it's nearly impossible for him. There you have it, the three here on this Friday morning. We're going to welcome aboard Mark Herzlick. Uh, former Giant linebacker, Boston College star. Talk a little NFL, like a little college football with Mark. We'll do that next. It's Mark Malusis. It's Andrew Bogish on this Friday morning. You know where you're at. CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.